if you're looking at your Google Analytics and you're seeing like, wow, I got 10,000 visitors this month. Well, did you get 8,000 or 7,000 emails from that list? If not, maybe consider adding a really appealing, attractive lead magnet, such as a virtual summit offer. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I am Matt Rouse, and today my guest is Liam Austin. Sorry, I didn't mean to mess up your name there. <laughs> Liam Austin is a virtual event strategist, having launched over 15 virtual summits and online business networking events, hosting over 400 speakers while educating 100,000 plus business owners through his programs. And as the co-founder of Entrepreneurs HQ, Liam is a specialist at making it easy for people to create their own online summits and virtual conferences. Liam, how are you doing? Yeah, really well, Matt. And excited to be yeah talking about this uh, with your people. You know, this is especially in the time we're in right now, just to give everybody an idea, I like to say the day it's actually April 29th when we're recording, and this should be out in the next couple of weeks. First off, why don't you explain what a virtual summit is compared to what people know, which is probably like a webinar or like a Zoom meeting or something? Yeah. If you're familiar with the, the webinar, which is generally one person giving some kind of presentation, you'd look at a virtual conference as 30 of those all brought together. So 30 influencers all doing a, a webinar or a presentation. It might be a live Q&A. It could be a panel discussion, right? Just like may happen in an in-person conference. All these types of presentations or sessions that may go on can be replicated with a, a virtual summit. But generally, it is, say, 30 speakers across multiple days and say it's a, a five-day conference, then you're looking at, say, six speakers per day or at least six sessions per day in that scenario. How long is a session usually run for? Well, this interesting thing, online, it's, it's very different to an in-person event where maybe you can do a session that lasts 40 minutes or an hour, and, and that may be a little bit too long to hold people's attention to be staring at a screen for, for that long. So we generally see around the, the 20 to 30 minute mark being about the right spot, but it, it absolutely depends on uh, what the end goal is for you as the host to be hosting this event, as well as looking at who your audience is and really trying to figure out, well, what is the, the best combination of mixing up these sessions so that maybe there's some shorter ones, maybe some longer ones and some different types as well. Cool. So do you think now that people are quarantined and who knows how long that's going to be for, do you think virtual summits are going to replace trade shows and conferences and kind of in-person events? I would like to be the, the person sitting here saying, <laughs> yep, they're going to be replaced and we're, we're never going to be let outside of uh, the house anymore. No, no, no. That would be a horrible scenario. I think that the thing is now that we've been doing it successfully since 2015 for ourselves as well as our clients, and it's a complete business model in terms of adding the virtual summit plus a high ticket offer to your business. It's a whole new revenue stream. And now that people are aware of this and are seeing and being almost forced to run virtual meetings, remote conferences, all online, it's now opened up a whole new opportunity, new revenue streams, new you know product offerings for people. So now I think it's just going to be an addition that most businesses are going to be adding to their arsenal. 
as a new revenue stream that just is not going to go away. It's only going to get better and stronger. Cool. So what kind of topics do you cover usually with virtual summits and conferences? What kind of topics work well? Yeah, we've seen them work in, in every market or niche. I mean, from uh, the, the weirdest small niches, like little hobbyists, gardening, for instance, all the way up to major corporations. I mean, just lately you've, you've heard about Google, Facebook, Microsoft, all moving their in-person conferences virtual and moving that content and that experience to the online environment, which is really cool and really interesting. It's across the board in terms of size of business, as well as in terms of topics. Generally, we see most hosts being some kind of thought leader, whether that is an author, maybe a podcast host, right? Or an in-person event host. So if you're already organizing some kind of in-person events, then this could be something that you add to your selection to increase your audience because you know you're not limited by location anymore coaches consultants are very big in this space because they need to be seen as the go-to expert in their marketplace yeah anyone who wants to just increase their authority and their influence in their market this is like the ultimate strategy to elevate your authority to get known into a brand new market or just position yourself as the leader or the go-to person in your marketplace because you are the host collaborating and bringing together all the top influencers in your market to this one event. And you're then all the attendees that are coming there and seeing this event and attending it are looking at you as the person who has brought all these people that they know together, all these people that they know, like, and trust and respect. And so ultimately that's rubbing off on you. They're getting to know you and you're building rapport. Yeah. That idea of if you stand with a group of people who are all industry experts, you're automatically seen as an expert. It kind of rubs off with the company you keep, right? Oh, a hundred percent. So if somebody wanted to like speak or, or be in one of these virtual summits, what does that look like? Yeah, sure. I mean, we talk about speaking on stages and what are the stages now? I mean, they're, they're virtual, right? They're virtual stages and there's podcasts as a stage. There's these virtual events as a stage and there's the virtual conferences or virtual summits. And how do we, yeah, you know, we kind of differentiated the, the difference between a, a small webinar, small one or two speaker event versus a summit where you're having 20 plus speakers all coming together under the one roof to make this something special, to make it a festival, an event that's packaged and promoted and marketed in such a way that it is like the event that the industry is putting on. It's the number one event for the market of the year. You cannot miss it. All the top influencers are going to be there. And so it really gets a really high opt-in rate. So in terms of wanting to get positioned and, and speaking at the ultimate conference in your marketplace, you really need to figure out, well, who are the people that are putting on these conferences or these events, building a relationship with them, letting them know that you're available to be involved as a speaker and that you're excited to collaborate, I think, on this event in the industry, because that's what it is. If you are pulling together this conference, you want it to be the biggest thing that's happening in, in your market for the year. And if 
you got the right collaborators coming in to create this atmosphere and environment, that is how you are going to make it the biggest event in your market. If not now, then at least eventually, if it's something that maybe you want to run annually or you know every six months, whatever it may be, but you do need the support of the industry, the top influencers in your marketplace as speakers, as sponsors, and you know getting the media involved and all those types of partnerships are really crucial to make sure you are positioned as that go-to conference and, you know, the go-to person. So if you're going to have a virtual conference, if you are the company or the person organizing the conference, are you paying speakers to come in or is it usually some kind of revenue share or affiliate program or something so they get a piece of the offer or like how do you usually work that or is it different for each one? Yeah, I suppose all of the above. <laughs> It's definitely crafted in such a way that you need to, you know, maximize that end goal of how many sales can we get of our high ticket offering or that end objective. So traditionally, the way that we set up our funnel, I can just walk it through for people is we have a free ticket offer at the beginning to just collect leads. Every single person who's in the marketplace that's interested in this topic or this industry will come in and opt in because it's the biggest event in the industry, they don't want to miss out, right? It's free. It's pretty simple. We see normally a 60 to 75% opt-in rate for that landing page, which is super high compared to our webinars that we used to do prior to running these conferences where we'd get maybe a 20 to 40% opt-in rate purely because a one speaker event versus a 30 speaker event is a much more bigger attraction to the positioning of that virtual conference. So we have that free ticket offer. People opt in for that. And we need to increase the conversion rate as high as possible there to get as many people into our database. And then we have our sales page where we are offering, for instance, a VIP pass, which may have access to special VIP sessions within the event itself, recordings of the event. Maybe there's a, a summary or someone taking notes that you'll get access to to fast track your way through it. And maybe there's some other extra bonuses being thrown in there as well. And then once the person has gone through and experienced and had a great experience at your event, got a lot of rapport with you, they're then put into the funnel to ultimately put them on a journey to purchase your, your high ticket offer. Does, does that answer your question? Yeah. Well, so say you have a, an event and you're going to have 20 speakers. Generally, are those speakers doing it just because they want to get more media, you know, and, and get better known? Or are those speakers usually somehow paid to be there? Or is it depend on the industry? Gotcha. So, when we're, we're positioning this as a, the go-to event in the industry, the biggest event, you, the speakers are kind of you know, almost clamoring and, and wanting to be involved. And the ask really for them is, hey, can we jump on Zoom or online and record an interview with you or a presentation or whatever it may be at a time that's convenient for you over the next few weeks or months because we can pre-record our sessions Maybe there's a mix of live sessions, but the attraction for the getting on these maybe harder to reach experts or really top big influencers are making it super easy for them. They don't need to travel to speak at the event, right? Maybe they don't need to even prepare anything. Maybe it is just a, a live Q&A or they're speaking on a, on a panel. They just need to show up half an hour, get it recorded, 
at a time that suits them because, again, you're pre-recording it. Make it super easy for them so there's not too much costs involved time-wise, monetary, whatever, for the speaker. Then what are the benefits for them? You're putting them on, on your stage alongside all the other top influencers in the market so they don't want to necessarily miss out on that and you're putting them in front of an audience and uh, you should have you know, a strategy, a plan in place to bring in an audience and and how many people are you expecting? Are you expecting 1,000, 3,000, 10,000? Like, you know, what is that number? And, and if you can say, well, look, I'm going to be putting you in front of 3,000 of your ideal potential customers and I would love to, you know, see how I could help you from this. I mean, what what's the number one project that you're working on over the next 12 months and then see how you can help them with their major project that they're working on. But you're asking for, yeah, their collaboration on this. Do you need to pay them? That was kind of a, a long-winded answer. No, <laughs> but there's there's no, no necessary reason for you to be paying these speakers because you do want to be bringing in people that want to collaborate, that want to see this to be a success and, and be involved. So speaking from going to marketing conferences, usually when you see a speaker, that speaker will have something like an opt-in or a giveaway or something like that, that, that gets people into their specific funnel to them. Right. Yeah. You know, if I go see like Jason Swank on the agency summit and then he'll be like, Hey, opt in here to get my plan to increase your revenue for your agency by 50%. And then you get in there and it's a sales funnel that eventually leads to a mastermind program, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Yeah. Is that usually what kind of speakers do? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, I mean, it's similar to many podcasts where they will say, you know, come and speak at my show, and I'll get you in front of this audience, and yeah, you'll be able to say offer an opt in, but also my audience will be introduced to you and get to know you, and and it's it's a similar proposition with with these events as well. However caveat to that is every event's kind of designed differently. So maybe just like some podcasts, uh, some I've seen summits out there where they are completely promotional, where every single session is a sales webinar. And I don't run those for our clients. So don't come to me looking for those type of ones to be done by us. But the way that we run them is it is pure content. There's there's no pitching. There's no sales. It's all about yeah building rapport and giving value, giving back. And yeah, at the end, people will want to maybe reach out to you or learn more about you. So, you know, just let them know where people can find out more about maybe the topic you talked about or how they can maybe reach out and get in contact with you. So that's something that I think is beneficial for the audience. And that's the way that, that we like to position it. Sure. So talking about having, you said in some cases there could be, you know, 3000 people at one of these. Is it possible for a summit to break a million dollars in sales, but not break the technology. I know like having 3000 people on like a zoom call or something is basically impossible. So is it possible to, to get the revenue numbers, but also without hitting the kind of barrier of technology right now that we have for delivering that kind of content? To answer that question, I mean, one of our programs is called the Million Dollar Virtual Summit. So absolutely, yes, it can be done. We work with our clients to help them hit a million dollars by combining a virtual summit with a high ticket offer. And that's where the, the combination really comes in, where you don't need tens of thousands of people to attend your virtual event to make a million dollars. And I'll give you an example. 
4,000 people attend the event. You're getting a maybe a 70% opt-in rate. So let's say 5,500 unique visitors to your website enabled you to get 4,000 attendees for your event, 4,000 people onto your email list. So if you're looking at your Google Analytics and you're seeing like, wow, I got 10,000 visitors this month, well, did you get 8,000 or 7,000 emails from that list? If not, maybe consider adding a really appealing, attractive lead magnet such as a virtual summit offer. So they say when you go to a conference, a lot of people, it's the relationships you build in the hallway. Some people say it's like, you know, the value is in the hallway. I've heard that expression a few times. Or, uh, you know, you'll have people who have like a breakout room or something on the online ones and they'll just name it like hotel bar so people can just go talk to each other randomly. How are you guys trying to build that kind of interpersonal relationship building into your virtual summits and conferences? This is a topic that's been a passion of mine over the last couple of years because in 2015, when we ran our first virtual summit, it was all pre-recorded sessions and a couple of live elements, but there was definitely no real interaction between attendees. There was interaction maybe by a bit of chat between the attendees and the speakers, but we've gone to a stage where we can bring some of the attendees onto stage asking questions. Maybe it's part of a VIP experience that they purchase, that they upgrade. So then there's maybe even like different tracks or different channels where there are, you know, breakout rooms, as you said, or round tables that people can go and sit down. And maybe there's a speaker there or an influencer or a sponsor that's sponsoring a booth or sponsoring a certain topic, all the attendees can jump in there into that room and network with the speaker and speak with them, speak with each other. And the great thing about all of this, you can do it all virtually, just like you can do an in-person event, but the smart way of connecting people by, if you're walking into a room, you already know, yeah, okay, maybe you know the speaker, but do you know the other people that are in the room that are going to be interacting and you'll be networking with? But what if you could, before walking in that room, see the LinkedIn profile of every single person in that room and decide, I'm going to go sit next to this person or strike up a conversation with this person at the bar because I think that they are someone who could be beneficial to my business or I could be providing benefits to their business, uh, maybe potential clients, partners, suppliers, like you name it, you can just think about different options there. But you can be strategic where you're not walking into an anonymous room where you've got to like introduce yourself and other people need to introduce themselves to you to understand maybe who you want to be hanging out with longer or wanting to meet post-event. Here you can be really strategic and see the list of attendees, identify people in the room that you want to walk over and speak with. And even like by looking at the LinkedIn profile, you can see their, their job title, their company, their location. And maybe there's some things there that you can use to spark or start up a conversation, something that maybe you both have in common. You both know someone at that company they work with or that grew up in the same area. Like what is that connection that is able to spark just that introduction? And so being smart about networking with people with these online events, if you're doing it the right way as a host, you can really match people up that should be matching up so they can be using their time more effectively. And there's even AI out there now that will automatically match 
people based on certain criteria. Maybe it's a form that maybe people have completed prior, similar to these online dating or matchmaking services where they'll match people based on, on certain criteria that they, they think will, will really get along or benefit from. And it's the same thing in the business aspect where we can, we can do that. We can even do a speed networking event where we have 10 founders, as an example, and 10 investors, and each founder can meet 10 investors for five minutes each. So 50 minutes in total. So just in an hour, you've met with 10 investors. And if both you and the investor agree, you can both share your contact details, just like, you know, both swipe right and like in Tinder, and you can continue the conversation and make a, another virtual meeting, a Zoom call post event. So it's, it's just about being smart, uh, maybe it being even smarter than an in-person event when it comes to networking. So yes, the values in the hall and you can really identify those people in the hall who you want to be spending your time with. So let me ask you this. Is there anything that I haven't asked you yet that you think could help our audience? Yeah, I think just like now more than ever, and even coming out of the lockdown that we're in at the moment, there's many more virtual events occurring. So no longer are you just competing with the attention of two events in your local area that people get to decide. Well, no, there's 200 events that are interesting for your prospects that are happening across the world right now that they can attend online from anywhere. It doesn't matter where they are. So how do you stand out? How does your event, how does your conference stand out? And I think just one way of doing that is by creating it into the biggest event that your market has ever seen. Have it across multiple days. Maybe it's a five-day event. Have 30 speakers. They're all the top, very top influencers all brought together under one roof. And maybe they've never all been part of the same conference before. It makes you unique. It makes the event unique. Maybe there's those experiences that we just talked about with the networking that are able to create this event into really something special, uh, this festival that's going on that I just can't miss out on. I, I need to be there. Like everyone in the market, everyone I know is going, I need to be at this event. How do you create and position your conference as that go-to conference and you as the host, as the go-to person in your industry? To do that, you really need to strategize, plan, be smart about preparing and curating your event and crafting it in such a way that it ultimately sells your high ticket offer off the back end of it. So just, yeah, guys, go out there and be smart, be strategic, spend time planning your event and what your end goal is, and you'll get much bigger results. Nice. So be thinking about what those virtual conferences and events you can do are. And Liam, thanks for being on the show. I appreciate you coming on. Yeah, Matt, this has been great. I love talking about these networking elements, something that I'm excited to see develop over the, you know, the, the coming months and years. Nice. And if people want to get a hold of you, it's virtualsummitclass.com or milliondollarvirtualsummit.com. Also at entrepreneurhq.com slash virtualsummit. All of this will be in the show notes. You get the show notes on your podcast provider or at hookseo.com slash podcast. It's been great. And yeah, this should be out in a, in a couple of weeks and the beginning of May, if you're listening to this right now. Hopefully, you know, quarantine is starting to to soften up a bit where, where most of you are. But right now with everybody locked down, uh, Liam, it's, it's your time to shine here. So it's fantastic work that you're doing, keeping businesses afloat. I, I appreciate it. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think this is one of those things that could be a new revenue stream for you now, but also, you know, post this event too, we're seeing many clients turn their events annually. Yeah, definitely consider it guys and reach out to me, use those services, uh, those links that Matt just mentioned, contact me on LinkedIn. That's my favorite place to hang out, but yeah, good luck and enjoy it and have fun. Matt, this has been fantastic. I've enjoyed it. Cheers, mate. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Now stay tuned for a preview of our next episode of Digital Marketing Masters. Join us next week as we speak with the Hillsboro, Oregon Chamber of Commerce President, Deanna Paul. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.